Are you a fan of horror movies? Necronomicon Ex Mortis. The Book of the Dead. What about cult classics? Your move, creep. If you are, you'll love shocking things. Please search for us on all the major podcasting platforms. To see our social media and a direct link to our podcast, just go to anchor.fm slash shocking things. Good day, everybody. This is the PWZ Podcast. I am Rick Del Santo. Joining me as always, Showtime, Marcel Williams. What's going on, my man? What's going on? Uh, long time no see or hear. What is the, you know, I've been busy uh, recuperating from certain uh, dings and bings from type one to none with uh, Vlad, last man standing, so I couldn't do it last few weeks. But I am back, and uh, we're going to talk about the water wrestling in locally. So let's get yeah. this going. Well, first off, I want to start off by thanking and welcoming all our new subscribers. We have reached, as of recording, 2,495 subscribers. Now, we've nice. got a nice jump in the last week. Which I'm pretty excited. So keep them coming, everybody. We will continue to provide you with quality pro wrestling content, uh, me and Showtime. And um, I'll probably do some little snippets here and there during the week to keep everybody updated on other stuff. Also, uh, there is an interview up with new uh, MLW National Openweight Champion, the Suplex Assassin Alex Kane, on our YouTube channel. Go check it out. Uh, it's also posted to the Bum Wine Bob dot com website as i uh am a frequent contributor uh to that site talking uh lots of independent wrestling on top of that my last update before we start talking about the world of professional wrestling is i'd like to give a birthday shout out to my man jay cal of alliance-wrestling.com uh, alliance wrestling is one of my favorite websites that talks about the nwa and the united wrestling network all their programming uh, and if you're, you know, watching this on YouTube, why don't you just go on over to their page, the Alliance blog on YouTube, subscribe. He's trying to hit a thousand subscribers and he's just this close. Go ahead and do it. And happy birthday, my buddy, Jay. Marcel, this past Friday night, and we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about this past Friday. I want to get this because I like to talk about my Paradise Alley. I do. There's a Black Friday edition of Alley Fights. Let's see. Dustin Flash Waller came out and issued an open challenge. And uh, what's, his name? what's his name? Greg Baylor? Somebody Greg that Baylor. was a newcomer. Brand new to Paradise Alley. Yeah. Never seen this nerd before. Uh, but <laughs> not to mention Lorenzo Vendetta and Cody Perrin came out. And, you know, there was a four way for the Alley Fights Championship. And of course, Flash ended up taking the win. But, uh, it was a bit of chaos, you know. Battle Academy is, uh, I don't know, man. Ever since the, uh, you know, was it Chris Battle mm -hmm. took the L from Flash and Flash got the title, it looks like the Battle Academy has been struggling a little bit. 
Yeah, they've been struggling and, you know, uh, coming up at under pressure. You got Chris Battles looking to be the number one contender against Bull Dread in a PAPW championship contenders match. But, you know, it's a little like uh, the last alley fights. He was trying to get some gold before he get, you know, that title opportunity. Hopefully he beats Bull Dread. Hopefully, hopefully not. But it's like they try to get some gold before their teacher gets it. And, uh, <laughs> One of them was unsuccessful, and then we talk about later yeah. on, which is you. Yeah, we got that definitely updated as uh, they announced that um, Jake and Hunter would take on the Haven later on in the evening, and that uh, that's a match we'll talk about in just a second. Um, however, the second match of the evening, probably pretty damn good match, if you do say so myself. Sunset Garcia and Zachariah. Garcia yeah. wins. And... Um, the cure, Lucas Chase, is not happy with Zachariah. No, and he's not. No, yeah. and he had uh, some not so nice words to say to Zachariah after uh, Samoan dropping him. And you can go check that video out on our uh, Instagram and our uh, TikTok. So go check that out. It's um, it's pretty good, man. I got to tell you, what do you what, what's your uh, what do you think's next for uh, Zachariah? Don't even know, man. I mean. Uh, it seemed like he was uh, drinking the Kool-Aid of the, the cure, Lucas Chase, and was following it. And then, you know, Lucas Chase felt like he wasn't uh, taking that Kool-Aid well, you know? So yeah. I guess uh, he was failing. You know, he failed with a uh, blood saw and all this other stuff. So, you know, yeah. hopefully we'll see what the future holds for Zachariah. But I enjoyed the match between uh, Stephen Garcia and uh, Zachariah's real good. Yeah, I think uh, Stephen Garcia is a bright young prospect for uh, Paradise Alley. He's he's um, you know he's out there making a name. Basically, he's really nah, uh, really good. That's yeah, real, that's real good, man. He's going out, yeah. going to other promotions, making a name for himself, and bringing it on to Paradise Alley as well. Absolutely. Uh, not to mention the Haven successfully defended the tag team titles against Jake Lynn and Hunter Tarka of Battle Academy, uh, of course. They were unsuccessful. Battle Academy, yet again, unsuccessful <laughs> in their quest for gold, unfortunately. Um, but I do have to say that, uh, I'll tell you, man, the Haven are killing it over there at Paradise Alley as well. Yeah, they have. Ever since they captured the titles at Dieselmania 5, um, they have faced any team possible that comes in at uh, Paradise Alley. And uh, going forward, they're going to continue to hold it until somebody decides to take it from them. You know, they had it the first mm -hmm. time. They lost it. Now the second time, they're ready to hold it for a long term. Of course, the main event saw you and the cure. Lucas Chase wrestled to a 25-minute draw. And then post-match, a brawl ensued for a good good five or so minutes. Uh, it took a Was while to break long? you guys. Eh, it's possible. <laughs> I think so. It was quite a while. Might not seem that long, that long to you because it, uh, it took a while to break you guys up and settle you guys for good. But it ended up being uh, the ch crowd chanting five more minutes. And when it came time for that five more minutes, uh, Chase just walked away. So Yeah, man. I was ready to go another five minutes, make it 30, you know. And then Lucas Chase is going to take the low road and bounce. So hopefully we'll do it again. Um like I said, put in the work and do 25-minute Broadway, and uh, the crowd loved it. And um, hopefully we do it again. You know, he has a opportunity at Under Pressure against Ichiban. 
for the United States Championship. And then I got to face Matias for the PAPW Championship. So basically, two of us got title opportunities. So hopefully, uh, I do my thing, which ain't hopefully, I will. And then Lucas Chase do his thing. And then uh, we meet again. That's December 11th. the JCC of Greater New Haven, Woodbridge, Connecticut. Uh, the Paradise Alley presents Under Pressure. You just mentioned the uh, Matias and yourself and Lucas Chase and Nichibon. But um, there's also, let's see, we mentioned earlier the Bull Dread against uh, Chris Battle. But the tag team action, Hispanic Mechanics, uh, taking on Dustin Waller and Kylon King. And... That's going to be a good match, I think, right there. I think that's going to be a, yeah. a, a great okay, match. And then Mike's, we know the Hispanic mechanics. They had that new attitude. They attacked the Haven. Yeah. Sure. So I'm surprised that, um, I don't know, Hispanic mechanics have not uh, met up with the Haven yet. But uh, I'm sure that's going to be down the road, yeah? Hopefully. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, not to mention Mike Skyros coming into Paradise Alley uh, against... I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Was it Jay Haru? Is, is that Jay right? Haru. Yeah. I've never seen this. I've never seen this guy before. Do you know anything about him? Yeah, he's under tutelage of Matt Taven. Um, he's been doing the rounds. He's been doing the rounds in the tri-state area, including NEW. And Mike Skyros, we already know about him. TOS. Be doing work at TOS and other promotions in the tri-state area as well. So I'm looking forward to his uh, one-on-one confrontation with these two. All right, Survivor Series last week. Jesus Christ! <laughs> you was there. What are you talking about? You yeah, just... I know I was there. You was there. Holy shit! I wrote down in my notes what the fuck was the show? <laughs> this I show every... was just a a a show. <laughs> It was just another show. I think that I probably would have watched a 2000-era Monday Nitro booked by Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara over this show. Yes. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? You're right. You're right. <laughs> All right. Listen, right. I lived through that era. I watched every episode during that 2000 era. So you I know, understand how you feel. You go back and watch some of this stuff, and some of that stuff, it's way better than I remember. There is a lot of trash in there, and yes, it's it's Russo's fault, but there's some good <laughs> matches in there. <laughs> That's all I can certain say. Certain good matches, yeah, yeah. Certain cruiserweights, you know. But the, we'll get into that in the future. Uh, so I was in attendance in the show, and this was my first time in the Barclays Center. My friends, uh, excuse me. My wife's friend ended up finding tickets dirt cheap. We ended up getting them 30 bucks each or $31. Nice. All right. So she messaged me probably two, three days before the show and uh, asked me if I wanted to go. I said, all right. Why the hell not? Right. I was already, I went to SmackDown in Hartford. And I guess say SmackDown live in attendance was way better than Survivor Series. I thought okay. SmackDown was a pretty decent show. With the exception, I thought the matches were a bit short, but I don't. Yeah. Uh, so some of the things I have written down here. The crowd at one point was going nuts and chanting CM Punk. Yep. You heard that? I, heard I, I found out that this one really didn't pick up well on uh, air. Was uh, There was a chant for cowboy shit as well. See, <laughs> I didn't hear that. Yeah. 
I was there. And it seemed like it might have been just the area that I was in. And at some point, uh, the people were doing the wave. They got lost and were completely bored with the show. And I'm not the like the people that were surrounding me talking about how shitty it was too. Uh, not to mention that Vince showing up and doing a storyline about an ancient egg that was gifted to him by the Rock and it cost a hundred million dollars. We're gonna talk about that. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I got. We're we're going all in right here. That's great. Yeah. We go all in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the egg was a tie-in from The Rock's latest movie, Red Con. That's the name of it, right? Did I get it right? Uh, nah, it's it was... Red Notice. Red Notice. Really? Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, well. It's Whatever. okay. Yeah, it's it doesn't okay. matter. It's just, yeah, I'm not going to watch it either way. <laughs> it was just a way, basically kind of similar to how that Batista movie with the zombies, you know, it was just a tie-in to continue the storylines. It's a way to promote the movie. So, as some... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So at some point during the show, the egg was stolen, uh, despite Vince never leaving his office. At all. To us. Unless, to never us. At least he might, he might have gotten up to take a leak or some shit, you know. He questioned many of the wrestlers, and no one seemed to know where it was. But Sami Zayn somehow knew. So Vince said that everybody from both brands needs to be at Monday Night Raw. Because he knows who uh, stole his damn egg. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then he, uh, Monday Night Raw, he, he, this is the only part I'm probably going to mention about Raw, what happens. That's the only thing uh, that probably was most important besides yeah. the uh, stuff that happened off the air, right? Oh, it was horrific. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Vince basically said that whoever tells him who stole the egg will get a title shot against Big E later in the evening. So Zammy says he knows. Then he doesn't know. But then he thinks he knows. Yes. Then he knows. But then he knows. <laughs> He's an idiot. He's an idiot. So I love Sammy. Don't get me wrong. So basically, it comes to find out that it was Austin Theory that uh, stole the egg. And Austin Theory just wanted to take a selfie with the egg. Yeah. He couldn't just go in and say, hey, Vince, I want to take a picture with the egg. This ancient 100. Yeah. Yeah, he got nervous and took the egg with him. To his hotel room and took the. I am so sorry, Austin Theory, that you were put into such a stupid story. <laughs> let's take so, okay. Let, let's take ahead. the pros and cons. You, if you could find any pro, I'm 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 gonna okay. uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do a little pro and do a little fix where it could have made sense. Okay. So basically, <laughs> I'm just gonna say Austin Theory. Got some great TV time for the WWE Championship. That's all I'm yep. saying. It's what he got out of this whole thing. I guess um, that's, that's what it boils down to, right? That's what it boils as... down to. Now, I'll give that the pro. Now, <laughs> what could have been fixed? Because it didn't make no sense. He did sell Sami Zayn. If he found a person, he'd get a WWE title. Now, yeah. he didn't get it, obviously. Because, truthfully, he said he was snitch and all that stuff. But there could have been some little wrench put in there because Sami Zayn is on SmackDown. So if yes. you really wanted to make your draft so serious, you could Vince could have said, Sammy, you're on SmackDown, so you really wouldn't get a get a shot anyway. It could have been fixable. Yeah. You realize that the draft but, doesn't even matter. The draft doesn't the matter end, anyways. The draft doesn't matter. But if you really wanted to make it matter for that little 10 seconds, you could have did that. But 
yeah. all in all, the whole storyline between the egg and Vince McMahon to get Vince on TV to get some pop rating, it was ass. And I understand that I sit on this couch and give my critiques of certain things, and you know, Rick does the same thing, but we just gotta be real about it because I watch a lot of podcasts as I listen to it. The whole segments with the egg was ass. It did not get any kind of positivity <laughs> whatsoever. No positivity no. whatsoever. I've no. listened to uh, Wade Keller and whoever else talk about it. I've listened to uh, Meltzer and Alvarez. I've seen um, JD from New York. Uh, nobody has said any monster. All of it. yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> um, but this is not the only movie, or this is not the only sponsorship tie-in. In Survivor Series, because we're talking about another one. Oh, yeah, one. I forgot. I forgot. Go ahead. We'll get there. And we we'll have more, Rick. <laughs> unfortunate, but we do. Let's see. Uh, did you? All right. So I was there in person. I'm going to say, did I end up? I didn't mention about my disdain for the building yet, did I? Okay. No, but go ahead and shoot, because I've been in the building before. All right. That building sucks balls. Okay. Um, well, it is a very nice building. Uh, mm -hmm. They've got some pretty good food. I'll tell you that because not eating all day and then paying $34 just for some chicken wings, fries, and uh, a beverage was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. But that's expected when you go to a sporting event of this caliber, right? Absolutely. Um, the major uh, merch booth. I had to go find. I literally had to leave my seat and I walked to the all the way the other side. Uh, it wasn't they didn't rent out like the store. You know how like sometimes they'll put the whole store in there. So they didn't do yeah. that this time. They just had one big booth downstairs. All the little ones didn't. I, I got my Bruno San Martino shirt. I'm wearing it now. Nice. I was, I was looking for that. That's uh, you know they advertised it as uh, on Friday night as coming out on the Sunday. Main. I said I'm gonna buy that shirt. I am definitely like that's that. I had my eye on that shirt and. When, as soon as I arrived, I said, I got to go find that. See you later, guys. And that was it. Anyways, but, <laughs> so I get to my seats. Uh, you know, the the seating is not made for people of my height. Now, I'm only 6'2". Uh, there's no leg room whatsoever. I was cramping up. My knees were, like, ridiculous. Uh, I'm lucky that there was a person here and a person here. There was no person directly in front of me, so I could at least put my foot up on that chair but it really did not do much because you know i didn't want to bother the people with my feet in their face you get what i'm saying it was yeah. it was just a very uncomfortable very very uncomfortable building and uh i highly doubt i would go there unless i can either get like an end seat for guaranteed end seat or one that's like front row as well oh yeah. the kid was there matt the kid was there as well he was uh, a few rows ahead of me so Actually, in the same okay. section. So I did see Battle Academy's Jake Lynn there as well. So nice. right down there. So uh, he didn't threaten to kick I my mean, ass. Or I, I mean, most of, that's funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> most of the arenas that's that's barely like real new. Because I know when I went to Arthur Ashe Stadium, they had great leg room and really? the seats was. But you know that building been it's been built it's been since a while, before. right? It's yeah. been there for a hot minute. But most of these new uh, arenas like Barclay, um, I've been to the Dallas one where the Dallas Mavericks play. They Those seats are tight. They are tight, mm -hmm. and they are high. They are steep. 
They're trying to fit yeah. as much people in these arenas as possible. And I know I, I, it was a few months ago I've seen something on it, like the news. It was talking about how steep these things are where people be falling and just uh, tripping all over yourself because it's so steep. But yeah. Hopefully they improve these arenas more better. It's supposed to be modern, but it, it's, it seems like it's a pain in the ass. But, you know. Yeah, they definitely are. The one thing about it being modern that I really disliked is that they all seem to have gone cashless. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. I, I found this out Friday night going to Hartford, so I was kind of you know annoyed a little bit. And then uh, I was like, ah, well, it's just Hartford. I went to uh, uh, Brooklyn with cash in hand, thinking that it was just uh, maybe it was just the XL Center, but no, they also went cashless as well. And uh, they kind of annoyed me because I purposely brought cash with me for the event. You know what I mean? To do, instead of do they do, do cash app and stuff or no? No. Um, but what you can do is you can put money on a temporary card, credit card that they make. Yep. You can get like a little card. So mind you, it's like, do you like going places and swiping your card three, four, five times? Like when you go to a bar, do you swipe it for every drink? You get what I'm saying? You don't yeah, want you three, you don't want three or four ten dollar uh, swipes on your car. It's kind of annoying. And then yep. there may be fees here and there, all that stuff. So it's kind of annoying, but they gave a spot where they had uh, a machine where you can print basically a debit card. It came out custom number, all that stuff. And you can use it anywhere. So I, um, I said, eh, you know what, I'm going to try that rather than swiping my card a million times. If I decide to go somewhere, the only place I took cash was the merchandise booth, however, so I ended up getting one of these cards, and I had an, some more money left on it, so I used to use it to buy my shirt. So, so you know, it's paying the butt to it purchase is. things now, unless you got plastic yeah. on plastic. I know, <laughs> it's a, but the, the, the WWE was actually taking cash. The merchandise were actually taking cash. I, would, but I don't you know, it's frustrating. No, I wish I knew cash that they would cash. take uh, Yeah, I Still spends the same. I wish they. I, I wish you know if they took cash, uh, cash app or Venmo, I, PayPal. I got all that stuff on my phone. I wish. I got I, all that. Yeah. Yeah. I wish. I wish they would take all that stuff. But I guess cash not. app is the best thing ever made. Cash app, Venmo. It is, unless your kids are asking you for money, because that happens a lot. So that's funny. <laughs> so uh, the uh, WWE. Oh. WWE never actually spoke about The Rock coming into the uh, Survivor Series. There was chance of Rocky Rocky throughout the entire evening, and they hyped it up as his anniversary of, uh, was it, 20 year or 25th year anniversary? 25 right? years, yeah. Do you remember when he first arrived in WWE? Yes, People I did. I remember watching the pay-per-view live. They booed the shit out of him. <laughs> they did. did you see? You know, they you showed got, the picture. You got your that. Ball saying that he was a blue chipper. Like everything was good for him. <laughs> yep. And uh, listen, I remember the whole match. I remember the whole night. That actually, that was one of the best Survivor Series that that I add to my list. One of them. But uh, it just uh, yeah, I remember that night fully. But when I think about what they did at Survivor Series this past weekend. Is it was funny because um, they did all these videos. Mm -hmm. They advertised this movie with the egg. 
they they <laughs> even you had Roman Reigns do the rock bottom. So it was like one of those things where AEW sat there and made the hints that CM Punk was coming on that rampage and he actually came. That was like, the was like the reverse. Yeah. This was like that was like the worst kept secret in wrestling was CM Punk. This thing. was the worst kept secret, but the thing is, he didn't show up. Yeah. So even if you did it, you would think that he would have came at the end, but yep. he didn't. So that kind of backfired and you know. A lot of people we were kind of see what happened with the Barclays Center the next day. I think they only had twenty two hundred people yeah. in uh in attendance. The funny part is uh after the show ended, someone had to come up on the loudspeaker and be like, All right, everybody, that's it. You know, the show's over basically. So <laughs> to make really? sure every you had to make sure everybody thank you for joining us, you know, just to make sure that everybody is just like no, they're definitely off the air. You know what I mean? He's not going to yeah, show Yeah, like, up. we're done. No, just yeah. stop, stop sitting around. It's time to go. And, and not to mention, and not to, you know, he, um, what's the word? He was overseas filming a movie. In Australia. Uh, yeah. He would not have been able to come back and make it, um, you know, with all the COVID restrictions and uh, all that stuff, you know, the, to get back, not vaccinated, but quarantine and all that stuff to make sure that he was... Uh, safe and stuff you know so i feel so i mean i i kind of feel like uh wwe kind of got bamboozled i think <laughs> the rock probably knew he wasn't gonna make it and then they just was like you know what we just <laughs> gonna keep on with the regularly planned and advertise with the movie because that's money and yeah. they probably wanted the ticket sales to spark because they wanted to do the 25th anniversary of the rock so you may think he may come which is kind of a bad move because you cannot keep on doing stuff like that because fans go like, okay, well, you advertise this guy to come. That's like doing an Undertaker, what was it, last year? Doing an Undertaker uh, 30 years, and he doesn't even show up. Yeah, then he didn't have his retirement. They had a retirement ceremony at like a, the following pay-per-view or something like that, right? Or a couple he, months he, later. Something like that. No, I he did have the Survivor Series. Yeah, he did have Survivor Series. Survivor Series. Uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. So, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But it's now like doing that. It's like doing all the the uh, images and pictures and videos, and then all of a sudden he doesn't show up. Yep. Yeah. That was that was a huge letdown in a way. I mean, not that I'm a huge fan of his or anything, but I mean, it kill their business, but no. But WWE does things like this, and it's taken like 40 years or so that people are starting to catch on to stuff. You know what I mean? And people are trying to get sick of their, their ways and their formula, etc. You know what I mean? So listen, you said you was there and people around you is getting yeah. bored of the content. So it's kind of bad that yes. you uh, have people sitting there, um, you know, chanting certain other competition that they say that is not competition. Um, right. You know, it's kind of hard to sit there and say that. And then, you got somebody chanting somebody else uh, that's not even on the roster. It, I mean, when was the last time he even appeared? It's been a few years, right? Who the Rock? Yeah, yeah, yeah that him. You know that guy that they they were <laughs> they were doing their tribute to. <laughs> I thought you were talking about somebody else. Nah, <laughs> it's been a while. Last the Rock. I think the last side of Rock was before the pandemic. Truthfully. Definitely before the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, granted, they have to 
advertise these people coming in because it's going to boost a rating. People are complaining today. It's like, because uh, Edge is appearing tomorrow night. Tomorrow. We're getting off subject, but it's okay. No, that's fine. We still have subject. Yeah. yeah. But they're, <laughs> they're, you know, advertising Edge and people in one of these group chats were, not group chats, but uh, Facebook groups or something to that effect were complaining. It's like, oh, I remember when they used to have so many surprises and why they got to ruin it. And I'm like, cause they need the ratings. Like they're yeah. judging, like they're getting just over a million when we were younger in the attitude era, it was probably three, 4 million, 9 million people. Like these five high, five, yeah. Six. yeah. Like everybody was watching. Now they cannot get those numbers. So yeah, they have to advertise when these big stars are coming into their shows because it'll boost. But the fact that they're advertising that people are complaining. I listen to a lot of stuff. I've, I've read a lot of notes on the shows and the, the, the ratings and stuff. And every time edge comes on, people are tuning out. Those are yeah. some of the lowest yeah. ratings of the entire program. It's unfortunate because it is. is a great talent. He is. He's a legend. Yes. Yeah, it's just, it just, it's just unfortunate. But the thing is, the fans know what they want. You know, I mean, it just, he just don't click with the, the, uh, the modern era, the so modern proud era. or the modern era. So it's like, but people got to understand too, and I and I understand like some people go crazy about the ratings of how many ratings it is. Times and change. We got so much mm-hmm. streaming going on, and some of those numbers come back later. And AEW be doing like almost near two million viewers after all the streaming numbers are done. And sometimes right. WWE does the same. So I mean, they're going off the numbers of the Nelson ratings still. So um, you know, it's just times have changed. You know, people um, like my grandfather passed away like a few years ago. Like, it's just like mm-hmm. those people kind of passed away or either yes. found something else to watch, you know, or grew up not watching it no more. So half those 5 million or whatever, they just tuned out, you know, especially after the Azu era. But the thing is, even that, they still had like 3 million viewers, mm-hmm. but they still tuned out. You know? Now it's probably just under 2 million, you know? Yeah. But then oh. you got people that want to question it because then you have some uh, something like Dance with the Stars or other NFL doing like five million viewers, and not for nothing they <laughs> always five, seven million viewers. They always dropped viewers during um, Monday Night Football. They always yes. dropped viewers. However, but, but they didn't you know, drop viewers the way they did though, because you remember when because that was the hottest period to air yeah. time yeah to air, they wasn't dropping and then even ruthless aggression they wasn't dropping like that now they're really dropping now it's just it's always been their dead period yeah. but still yeah but back in the attitude era it was a completely different kind of drop it was like not as not nearly as many not nearly yeah let's get into the survivor series a little bit more uh did nope. you watch the kickoff show nope yes i did you I actually, actually did, did? Don't try to, don't play Whoa. me. I watched it this time. Yeah. <laughs> the last time you were like, I don't want the kickoffs. So I watched it this time because I want to see Nakamura versus uh uh Damian yeah, Priest. Yeah. Yes, I'm glad yeah. you said. Thank you. <laughs> Damian this Priest. now, mind you, I love both of these guys. I think they're both amazing wrestlers, talents, uh 
The ending of this match was so fucking dumb. It's so trash. fucking dumb. It's trash. A non-finish disqualification, basically, uh, for Damian Peace. Now, that, mind you, this is the only match that a SmackDown person won, I think, out of the entire evening. What? But and it was. Yeah. We'll get into that. I thought, we'll get, I, yeah, got, I got. I got the results here. <laughs> We're gonna. I got the results right. Here. So and it was by disqualification. This whole what's his name? Ricky Boobs, Rick Boobs, whatever the fuck, however you say his last name. Yeah. This guy playing the guitar during the matches and Damian Priest breaking the guitar and hitting Nakamura with it and getting disqualified. Now, um, I read online this is actually supposed to be a priest heel turn, but I guess it didn't take. I guess more people cheered for it because they found the Boogs guy annoying. Yeah. Which I understand. It's a New York crowd. What you think? Yeah. Yeah. It's like trying to do that shit in Philadelphia, you know? It's just gonna it's gonna be a disaster. Yeah. So it was a pretty good match, I guess, for the most part. Yeah, for the most part, it went pretty good, uh, pretty short. It's um, These pre-show matches, they only give like six, seven minutes, eight at the most, you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. And they're having two top-notch wrestlers like these, you know what I mean? Yeah, in the one of the matches I was yeah. really looking forward to because it was a you know, big, uh, big matchup for Priest himself, you know, facing yeah. that. Uh, not the Nakamura of New Japan, but it was Nakamura still. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably, you know, I'm waiting for the day that when he does finally leave WWE that... He's not leaving. When, I hate to say that. I'm not saying now. I'm not, I mean, it's going to be a while. I don't think ever. He's on vacation. He said it. <laughs> he'll just, yeah, well, he's getting paid very high, and they don't use him a whole lot. Or he'll go out there for six or seven minutes, and then guess what? Walks out with a big smile on his face and a nice paycheck at the end of the week. So, we what does he? What does he care? I would like to, you know, eventually I'd like to see him ha having, you know, when he was in NXT, he was putting on amazing matches as well. Yes. So, him and Samoa Joe put on a great series. So, him and Sami Zayn, uh, Sami Zayn yeah. as well. Absolutely. So. The match started, or the event, the main show, whatever you want to call it, started off with the Raw Women's <laughs> Champion, Becky Lynch, taking on SmackDown Champion, Charlotte Flair. This was this like is, the best match of the night. Okay. All right. I'm going to tell you, I agree with you. Best match of the night. By far. Yeah. Definitely. Show went downhill from here. It sucks when after the first match. I mean, but that's WWE. They always tend to have a bullshit match. Just well, that was right WCW after the first... 2000. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was actually WCW throughout their entire career, really. Like, first until, match, you know, and then go downhill. Yeah. yeah. So the fans were chanting, this is awesome. Clearly, they've never seen an actually awesome match. This was very good, but WWE fans. Definitely. WWE fans are very programmed into watching mediocre professional wrestling or sports entertainment that uh, these this is awesome chance just I, I just are out there for pretty good matches. Not it's not Benoit Malenko or Guerrero and Malenko. You get what I'm saying here? Like mm -hmm. those are it was a good match. 
but uh awesome i don't think i don't think they were awesome but um that's pretty what's that it should have been last yeah this would have been an amazing main event but we'll, we'll get to the actual main event soon so <sighs> the men's survivor match this was atrocious let me tell you Kevin Owens walking out in the beginning of the match and getting counted out right away. Tell me what the fuck happened here. Like he he did a bad news brown. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a good reference. I didn't even think of that. You know, that's a good that's a good one. You would just get pissed off and walk away. Walk away. Uh, Never did the job. Just walk away. Did you, did you read uh online about this whole thing? No, people were like, oh, he's leaving. He's walking to, you know, he's leaving to go to AEW. Motherfuckers, his contract signed up until January. So, January. Uh, <laughs> so, and I would not be surprised if Kevin Owens actually does resign. He's been treated very well there. He's been featured in the top spot, even yep. though they might be some ridiculous angles, but he's been featured in the top spot for the most part. Absolutely. Now, he he's, one the, he's one of the best performers they actually have there. Hey, listen, it's, it's up to him and the is up to him in that pen. So truthfully, uh, he's making great money and he's always and that, great, that great hand for yeah, uh, certain champions to battle. So Yeah, and how many zeros are on that paycheck, you know? So Exactly. Um, so, I mean, if he went to AEW, I think he'd be treated very well. I really do. Absolutely. And be a great I think, yeah, I think so. We'd see, get to see uh, Kevin Steen appear, uh, reappear, real, rather. Yeah. The real Kevin Steen. Yeah. This is like the PG <laughs> Kevin, uh, Kevin right. Owens. So, Seth Rollins was the sole survivor of this. That's predictable in a way. That's match number. Two of Raw winning. <laughs> Raw Tag Team Champions RK Bro defeated SmackDown Tag Team Champions The Usos. Number three. Okay. Let me do one, two, three. Okay. It was, it was an all right match, you know. Which one? I'm the uh, the, the tag, tag team. team but yeah. Tag um, team match was good. I, you know, it's, it's, it was a solid match. I'm starting, you know, it took me a while. I'm start I think RK Bro is starting to finally click with me a little bit. It took me months. <laughs> Cuz you know, <laughs> I knew it was coming. It, it looked like uh, Well, the funny part about it is I'm not a Randy Orton fan. And it took I'm starting to become a Randy Orton fan. Now he's been in there what? 18 years? 15 years? Something like that? Yeah. I'm yeah, he's starting to finally yeah. New matches. And he's been matches. And he's been a good hand for the WWE for the most part. He's been loyal to the company. Uh he's not wrestled anywhere else outside of here in OVW. So pretty much WWE, because that was a WWE property at the time. So um it took me a while because I was a huge fan of his father. So I was a little just he didn't click with me. But now he's starting to I'm starting to to like Randy, I'm not saying I'm gonna go watch like eight hours of Randy Orton matches on a Saturday randomly, but I'm starting to enjoy him a lot more now. And the Usos, they're all right, you know. 
They are right now with the with the Roman Reigns right now. Yeah. But, uh, I kind of think sooner or later, Riddle's going to turn on Orton. Everybody thinking Orton going to turn on Riddle. I think Riddle going to turn on Orton. Huh. I just thought I was just waiting for the Orton part. You think it's going to be the opposite? That's what everybody waiting for. But I'm I'm thinking that he's going to turn on him because like, why would he not? Like he had so much patience with Orton. Orton yeah. did what he did. To and still had patience with him. So what right. would happen if he lost his patience and just destroy our work? Right. I don't know, man. And you know, I don't know. I guess it would just be out of the ordinary if or if uh, Riddle did it. And that's something yeah. that they need. They need stuff that's out of the ordinary that's not predictable. Everybody's waiting for you know. And that's the thing. It's like with wrestling and WWE in particular, everything is very predictable. So, with the fact that the um, I mean, yeah. the story is there. Orton never cared about anybody else but himself. Right now, he's really going to care now because he's letting his guard down, and then all of a sudden, you know, Riddle. Yeah. Could get, you know, they lose the titles, and Riddle just snaps. You know, that's the only, only title that he got from uh, <clears throat> on the main roster. So, right. You know, it just uh, it's bound to happen. If it doesn't happen, it could have been a great idea. So. So maybe you should join the creative team of the uh, WWE. You might get nah, some viewers. Too much stress. So. <laughs> and they begin fired. Uh, yeah, they're letting people. What was that? That that lady that had a job there for about a week. She yeah. was like a she was like a comedian, and then she uh, she even know Bobby she, Lashley's name. She, yeah, she got Bobby Lashley's name wrong, and then so they fired. <laughs> They call him what? What does she call him? Bobby Ashley or something? And Bobby something, Bobby Ashley or something. It was like what the fuck? It was yeah. How you don't know these people' names that you sign in? But that's what they do though. That's what I heard from everybody. They want people in there that doesn't know the wrestling business. So I mean, they want comedy writers. They want shit like that. It's it's just a mess. All that. Yeah. Yeah, where's uh, let's see what else. Uh, the woman's survivor match. Let's try this one. Yeah, hot garbage. If I do say so myself, with all due respect to all the ladies that try to work hard, this this match was trash. Absolutely. Why is this not working? Um, let's see. It was Bianca Belair, which that's my that's my buddy. I love her. She's awesome, and it's just. It was pure trash, man. Like it really was. How many was there three count outs in this? Listen, I want to talk about the most stupidest uh spot in the match. Please. Let's and bring, I'm, bring, I'm sure, bring it. And I'm sure and I'm sure you probably saw it and was like, what the and then it was, was like far oh, away. So I was sitting Sasha too far Banks, away. She got eliminated. How many times was her body halfway in a ring for the stop the count the stop? Oh, yeah, yeah, out, yeah. And the count still keep continuing. Yeah. Her whole body was in the ring. <laughs> and then they pull her out, and the ref is still counting, which was the, okay, if her head went in, then I'd be like, okay, well, basically, he could still count. But her whole body's in the ring. So everybody knows when your whole body go in the ring, the count restarts. Yeah. But who am I? 
forgot to mention the battle royal. I still got two matches, no, one match left, but I forgot to mention the damn battle royal. Oh yeah, the twenty, the rot twenty five years battle royal. That was the name of it, legit. Yeah, legitimately. <laughs> but the Rock didn't appear. Exactly. Pizza, Pizza Hut did though. Pizza Hut was all over this battle. They won it actually. <laughs> they got paid. They got paid. <laughs> I thought it was the dumbest thing when uh, our truth just what's he do? Climb out of the ring. He wants to distract Otis, the big fat guy, Otis. With a piece of pizza, because you know, just some guy that's large will uh, automatically be like, "Yeah, I want something to eat. I'll stop fighting for a piece of pizza." Because you know, and it took over from there. The pizza just took over from there. I think it was the was it the street profits that ended up getting it and uh, getting the rest of it and throwing it out to the crowd and all that shit. Yeah, right? pizza hit everybody yeah. in the head one by yeah. one. Um, almost, almost is the almost. ultimate winner. Yeah, thank you. I keep it's keep it's it up. Save me with the priest. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, this segment was atrocious. Let's be honest. We, we're gonna be honest. I'm gonna. Be it was honest. just made for Omos. They try yeah. to go back in the day when Andre Giant won the Battle Royals, all the big guys. So it's a big spot for Omos. You know, they got a hard on for Omos. I'm sure he's a great person personally. But they really got a hard on for him, and it's okay. I, I feel bad for him in a way because he's getting yes. the way that I'm viewing him every time I see him on TV is like watching Eligante or Giant Gonzalez, whatever you want to call him, because he's a guy that can't necessarily work, but yeah, they like him a lot. He has a nice size, and um, you know, I, I, the potential's there. He's just not very good. He had a big compliment the last week, yeah. you know. Undertaker compared him to uh, Andre Giant. So that's a big uh, compliment from the Undertaker. Um, and, you know, Almas uh, recognized it and thanked him for it. It was a big uh, compliment, yeah. but that was a real big compliment. I seen Andre Giant as a rookie before, you know, the WrestleMania 1s, the WrestleMania 3s, where He's he had back skinny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he, he put some work in. And so, yeah. I mean, Everybody starts from somewhere, so I'm not yep. saying Omos is is going to be ass or whatever. He's still green, so I'm going to give him a chance, and I'm not going to shit on him. But this match was made for him. I'm not going to shit on him because, like I said, he's uh, you got to be really fucking bad for me to shit on you. I mean, and be doing stupid stuff like Vince in his old age and some of the creative. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I kind of mark out a little bit over here and complain way too much but it's it okay. is what it is yeah it is universal championship roman reigns defeated wwe champion big yeah big e this match was just mediocre let's be honest probably not one of uh roman's finest moments but it was okay um yeah, I watched the match on paper on uh, Peacock. Take it back now, yeah. Peacock. So basically, the match, uh, the match was alright. It got real good at the end, um, uh -huh. but it just it was not clicking. There's nothing yeah. against Biggie, nothing against Roman no. Reigns. It seemed like the match wasn't clicking, and the crowd wasn't there for it. 
Um, maybe if they didn't do four weeks ago or five weeks ago, did the Bloodline versus the New Day, maybe it would have been something fresh. But they already did that, so uh, it wasn't fresh. So um, yeah. it just wasn't clicking for the crowd and attendance. Uh, I didn't get into it until like midway, probably towards the comeback part. But I mean, truthfully, the match wasn't clicking for anybody. I'm, I'm sure you said the same thing. Right? Live, <laughs> it was nobody seemed to really care. I'm going to tell you, for a heel, Roman Reigns gets a huge pop for a, someone that's supposed to be a heel. He gets no, a huge pop. When I saw him SmackDown on Friday, everybody was going nuts for him. This show, because everybody was going they, nuts. Yeah, the, the the character that he plays is really uh, getting the fans invested. Yeah. So, I mean, when he turns babyface, it's going to be a wrap. Well, that's what I said years ago. Before he turned heel, I said they got to make him heel be, uh, bef- because it's probably going to be the best thing for his career. I said this mm-hmm. three years ago. And what happened? I was right. So, the thing is, like, turning him babyface... Eh, after this, it may work. Who knows? Maybe you got to go oh, through no, the Oh, no, I'm not saying do it right away. Yeah. But no, God, no. God yeah. no. Yeah. So, um, however, in Hartford, I did get to see a dark match. So, Roman and Big E did compete. Uh, there was a six-man tag. I had it up and posted, but I ended up taking it down. It was the Us Us and Roman against Xavier, Big E. Drew McIntyre. Sorry, I had to remember it. No um, so, you know, Big E and Roman did get in there for a little bit against each other, but not for too much. So, um, where's Kofi? Is he out injured? No, uh, Kofi is on fraternity leave with uh, um, Mustafa Ali as well. They're on a fraternity okay. leave. Okay. I was not entirely. Oh, they both have children now, huh? Yeah. Is that what okay. All right, because I was going to say, Drew McIntyre with the New Day, uh, they ended up chanting, the crowd ended up chanting Drew Day. That's funny. Of course it was. That was bad. (laughs) AEW Dynamite, 11-24-21, which was the last Wednesday. No, this Wednesday. Jesus Christ. God damn. CM Punk comes out for his match against QT Marshall. And before QT comes out, it's MJF interrupts, and the two cut a promo on each other, including Punk calling MJF a less famous Miz. After a commercial break, we come back, and it's CM Punk versus QT Marshall. Punk wins after he hits the GTS on QT. Christ, that's a lot of initials to try to remember. Uh, that is, God bless you. <laughs> uh, but but I would like to talk about the, <laughs> I would like to talk about the uh, promo segment. Uh, but with it went CM a little Punk, long. Uh, yeah, it went a little long, but I loved it. It was, yeah. you know, CM Punk saying that, you know, Tony Khan, if he has a daughter, you know, MJF can marry the daughter to get ahead. And, you know, it was certainly a lot of stuff thrown out there that was uh, thrown out there without you no know, names, but we already know who is what. But yep, it was, uh, it was a great segment to set up for a match that may be coming up real soon. It's a lot of shady... Uh, digs at WWE in there. Uh, quite funny though. Uh, throughout the entire, it was took up about twenty minutes of this uh show the, of this hour. It was the first time that they ever did a talking segment yeah. on this show for Dynamite. So you know, I'm not you know, I'm not mad. It was something that was 
I was invested right. in. And don't get it wrong, like if it's if it's a promo, whether it's for WWE or anything else, because I know if fans who's watching this probably think we love AEW for anything else, not that. If the promo before the show makes sense where you're building up for a match, okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. But if it's some rambling talking to talk about something else that is going on that you already advertised to me that's gonna happen. I don't like how you doing a, a promo. I get exactly what you're yeah. <laughs> We talked about this. We talked about this before. You know, WWE announcing whatever match it was a couple of weeks ago in the main event uh, for yeah. Raw, and then all of a sudden, what happens? The two wrestlers come out and or was it Drew and Biggie? Is that what it was a couple of weeks yeah, back? I, and then I they came was, out and argued yeah. uh, and somehow a match. But I'm just like, but they advertise it in the morning, so. Yeah, so this one was different because they're just building, building, building yeah. towards the next event, and which is fine. That's how everybody did it back in the day. They just right. set up a promo to build this match for the next big event, which probably would be Battle of the Belts, probably, which is, uh, we got an announcement of that. That's going to be in Greensboro Coliseum at the the uh, infamous Greensboro Coliseum. But Famous yeah, it's w- just... WCW. Uh, Famous WCW building or NWA building back in the day. On the Starcade. So there you go. (laughs) You got a pop out of me right there. (laughs) So, like you said, a lot of people are probably going to be say, like, say that we're AEW fanboys. Okay. You know, I'm okay with that because, you know, it's like there's a lot of freshness to the company, WWE stale, you know, and WWE was doing fresh things we'd be talking positive about wwe anytime wwe does something really good we always say how good it is we don't sit here and shit on it so you know but when they have a good pay-per-view event when we when they have a good pay-per-view event from top to bottom we say it's is you know it was a great event we don't say here and just you know poo-poo all over it but pulling out terrible content we're gonna say that i mean it's been times where dynamite wasn't that good and we'd be like, okay, well, it was just a simple I'll, I'll tell you that I'll, exactly when, you know, I'll get lost. There's been some episodes of Dynamite where I've got lost, and I'm just like, this is gar- garbage. or Not necessarily it's garbage, just not into it. Some people just are like, oh, this, yeah, it's a throwaway. Exactly. So, next segment on Dynamite. This is one of the, possibly one of the greatest things here. Okay, and I'm not talking about the match. Colton Gunn and Billy Gunn defeated beer country of course uh, post-match sting appears austin gunn leaves the ring post-match and tries to charge sting in which darby allen explodes out of the tunnel and basically kills him with a tackle this i <laughs> i said holy shit when i saw this and it looked like he fucking literally ran him over with a truck the way that he sold this shit <laughs> And bounced. I was like, God damn. It was awesome. I loved it. The match, not so much. But nah. It was, you know. You see Billy Gunn in his age, he's damn near 60 years old. He's looking just he's as good as some of these. Yeah, he, he's he's looking just as good as some of these guys that are 25 and 30 that are wrestlers. He's that's the shape that this guy yeah, is almost 60. He's almost 60. He's damn Don't he's like 50. He? Swear to God. He's getting up there in age, man. He's getting up there. 55, 56, something like that. He's that's, like up that's there. Close enough. 
He looks yeah. great. Yeah. Bobby Fish was backstage with Adam Cole. Best friends interrupted them, and Cole was upset and would make best friends pay for it. Apparently, uh, Undisputed Aaron and Bobby Fish and Adam Cole are back together. They're going to be. I think they they, they fight on uh, Rampage. Excuse me. So, mm-hmm. which we'll which we're going to get match, into. Right? We'll segue in a minute. Yep, we'll get into that. TBS Women's Championship Tournament match. Thunder Rosa defeated Jimmy Hader. Excuse me. I always get to try to mispronounce the name. And she is advancing into the tournament. My pick for the title to win this is going to be Thunder Rosa. I have a feeling that she's going to be the one that actually wins the TBS title. Uh, what's your this opinion on that? Great. Yeah. Oh, of course. This match is real good. It's Thunder Rosa, of course. Yes. <laughs> I'm a mark for Thunder Rosa. I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, 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 it was real good. Thunder Rosa continue to show her work, but Jamie Hader is real good as well. And yeah. um, I'm looking forward to their futures, but uh, I don't think Thunder Rosa is going to take it. I think her, her main goal is her and uh, DMD for the, the main goal, the main women's championship. I'd like to see them compete again because that match that they had where they had in Dynamite was just mm-hmm. – Phenomenal, amazing. Yeah. One of the best matches DMD ever had. Absolutely. That actually convinced me uh, that she was actually pretty good because before that I did couldn't give two shits. Like literally. Yeah, me and you both. I, yeah. I hate to say that, me and you both. Yeah. Backstage, Alec Mar- Alex Marvez is interviewing Chris Jericho. Ask what he still works next. Yes. You wouldn't know it by looking at him, but he looks <laughs> 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 He asked, what was next for Le Champion 2.0 and Daniel Garcia interrupt the interview? Jerrica told him not to interrupt him again. If they did, they'd get their teeth knocked down their throat. And then we had the treacherous Friendsgiving with Tony Schiavone and Britt Baker. This is this storyline. I mean, not that it's really even a storyline, but it's been going on too long since like the beginning of the company, practically, with Tony He's Schiavone Tony and Britt Baker. Favorite person. Yeah. I love Tony. <laughs> I love Tony. Me too. He's oh, a legend, I, man. Before you say something, I'm just going to say it because I've never mentioned it before. And I'm saying it right now. Mm-hmm. Tony Schiavone is like, like 2020, he killed it. I'm just going to mm-hmm. tell you. For mm-hmm. him to take the time off that he did and the pandemic happened. And then, you know, Jim Ross had to stay where he was at under quarantine. And then for him yep. to carry the ball between when it started all the way until Jim Ross came back, it's just unbelievable. Like, yeah. he still had it. And I got to give my praise to Tony Schiavone because I meant to put it on Twitter. Actually, last year, I forgot to do it. But this dude, really, what with all the time off that he had away from wrestling to go do baseball and have his little cup of coffee at Starbucks, no point intended. Still, he still showed that he is one of the best announcers in pro wrestling. He even admitted, and, and I don't know if it was in an, in, an interview I listened to or, or in an article I read that he became do- so disenchanted with WCW for the last five or six years that he literally hated the wrestling business. He hated wrestling. Yes. And yes. it was because, and especially the, like, and it, the thing is, if you listen to those old tapes, I was sitting here like, man, Tony used to be good. He sucks now. Mm-hmm. If you go back and watch and listen to him, 
you can definitely tell that he hated fucking he wrestling. He hated it. Yeah. You took, took 20 I, I, or 18 <laughs> years off. Took about yeah. what eight to 18 years off before he came back. I think the first show he was on was an NWA show prior to signing with AEW, maybe uh, NWA 70, I think. So, yeah, yep. It was really good to hear him, you know. But when he joined AEW in that first episode of Dynamite aired, man, I popped to hear him on TNT for the first time in damn near two decades. It was it. It was awesome. It just it meant something. You know what I mean? It just sounded he sounded great. He sounded like, hey, I was on vacation the last twenty years and I'm back. So yeah, good for him. No, man. I, and I'm, I, I I enjoyed the first episode of Dynamite when he popped up on the screen and said, "What a good time to be a wrestling fan." And I yep. it was like, yeah, for him me to see him and Jim Ross together, yeah. probably Again, since yeah. 1987 or 1992. Like it's been a while probably, since Tua yeah. was commentating. Yeah, probably since yeah the nineteen ninety two year of WCW. I That's think the last before time I Ross that. left WCW, when, when Ross left WCW, I think Shivani was back for like a year or something like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yep. So it's yeah. just it was, it was just a great time to see both of them on screen together because I felt like two of them together because I watched Starcade nineteen eighty seven and both of them on commentary was great throughout the whole Starcade 87 event. So, yeah, I'm showing my age, ain't I? So... <laughs> That's all right. 1987 is <laughs> one of my favorite years of wrestling, I'll tell you that. Yes, so. yes it is. So, you know, Tony Schiavone continues doing a great work. Um, I understand that Jim Ross is going to do his thing with his radiation for uh, the cancer that he has. I wish him all as well, but, um, you know, Tony Schiavone going to take the uh, the steering wheel once again for a few weeks, and um, I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, Brian Danielson defeated Colt Cabana. Okay, so these are two Go of my ahead, favorites. My, I, these are my two <laughs> of my favorites, you know, since you know, I grew up watching, not grew up, you know, I was already an adult at this point, watching them in a ring of honor, and I expected them to go out there, have a really good match, and it just it was all right. You know, it was nothing special. But Brian's not going to be able to go out there and have a five-star classic every time. You know what I mean? This was just another match to basically further the storyline of his heel turn. So, I'm glad you said that because that's exactly what it was. I know what's up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you know, um, at the end of the match, they had uh, Paige. You know, Paige came down at uh, some point, and he and Danielson had a face-off. So at some point, we're going to get that down the road, I believe, right? Absolutely. So that's a match I think that's going to be great. That's going to be probably another five-star classic, I'm guessing. It should be happening probably at Battle of the Belts. I wouldn't mind seeing it then, but because uh, they got a long way to build to the next big view revolution. That's the way in, like, February. I think that's in, I was going to say, I think it's in February because it's what, every three months, I believe, is the, yeah. the show. So, yeah. yeah. So, the main event for the show, Eight Man Tag. I got some good stuff to mention here. This is great. Go ahead, shoot. Lucha Brothers and Cody and Pac lost to FTR, Malachi, and Andrade. This was a really good match. What really about Cody match. Cody and his weightlifting belt throwing it in the crowd and then whoever got it threw it back into the ring? 
So, which is very dangerous. I'm just gonna tell you, that. it's very dangerous. It's not a t-shirt. It was a weightlifting belt, but those things are heavy. Out to the crowd, which isn't safe either. No. So, <laughs> I'm just gonna be real about. You get that. hit hit in the head with that buckle. It's not gonna feel good. It's gonna be a wrap, you know. So it's just uh. <laughs> But somehow you the weightlifting belt ended up under the ring, and then it ended up around Cody's Whoa. waist. So it's, it was a retro John Cena esque thing because we, we right. remember that from John Cena versus RVD for ECW One Night Stand. Did you see the uh, Cody's face when he realized it was in the ring? He looked and he had this "what the fuck" look on his face. Which uh, it, was, it was hilarious. It was great, though, but still, like... Andrade took it, threw it under the ring, and then somehow it ended up uh, in the ring again, and Cody just took it and put it back on. He's like, well, fuck this. He's like, well, damn, I'm not over anymore. (laughs) But he did throw it back to a crowd that... He did throw it back to a person that really wanted it, but still, this is the story that keeps continuing about uh, Cody Rose, because now he's getting the John Cena love. So, uh... Trust me, it's coming. If it if it if it's not going to come, somebody's not thinking. But it's coming. He says he's not going to turn, but he said, "Yeah, that's what he says." Who the hell knows, really? But trust me, he's going to get AEW Championship match. So yeah, it may not be it, it may not be this year or next year, but trust me, it's going to happen. AEW Rampage from Friday, November twenty sixth, the Black Friday edition. I had to watch this on delay because I was at Paradise Island. Another Black Friday edition. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Adam Cole and Bobby Fish defeated Wheeler Yuta in Orange Cassidy. Go for it. Was it was a good match. Enjoyed it. Yeah. i tell you, it took a fucking good long time for Orange Cassidy to grow on me because I don't like uh, comedy wrestlers. But uh, once Orange Cassidy proved that he can actually he wrestle, you, huh? what's that? Yeah. He snuck up on you. Yeah, once he proved he can actually wrestle, then I, you know, I've talked about it many times on this podcast how I disliked him, but then how I kind of grew into liking him. And Wheeler Yuta, I'm very glad to see him in uh, AEW. He's a very, very good wrestler. I've seen yes, him, watched him the last two, three years in various independent promotions, and he's a good wrestler, man. He's really good. Well, I know, so, I, I know that uh, I was on the page with you with Orange Cassidy, but. Now they kind of switched up everything where when he does do those kicks, it's kind of a distraction to throw somebody off. So I'm glad that they do cover that. It's okay. But yeah. he can't wrestle, so I give him that. He could have been not wrestling and couldn't know how to wrestle and do this stuff. Yeah. He could have been it like our friend. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but the character is the one that got his character got over in a way, you know, so it was kind of yeah, it just took a while for me, but I'm on it now. It's not like I seek out the matches just to watch, you know what I mean? But when he yeah, comes yeah. out, I'm like, damn, that was pretty decent, you know what I mean? It's like, on top of that, Britt Baker had a Black Friday deal match, which I thought was funny, against former AEW Women's Champion Riho. Uh, if Riho wins, she gets a future title match against Britt Baker, and the winner was Riho. Riho is like, you know, 100 pounds, if that, 70 pounds. She is so tiny. It's ridiculous. So, I think she was a pretty good wrestler, though. This is a pretty good match. Yeah, she, she's a... 
I, I give it. She's like a good storyteller. I've seen a few of her matches, even with uh, yeah. Nyla Rose. So she knows how to tell a story to ring with her size. But right. uh, it was a real uh, good, solid matchup. It did something different that usually WWE does. She beat the champion, so now she get a title shot. Right. They don't do that too often on AEW. Nah. AEW, for some reason, they just they like to keep you thinking. Yes. Whereas on the other side, whereas on the other side, it's a little bit, you know, a little bit more difficult to uh, same old creative. Yeah, same old, same old. <laughs> Main event saw Eddie Kingston defeat Daniel Garcia. Post match was two point jump Kingston. In turn, Chris Jericho comes out and cleans house. Yeah, set up some Chris Jericho and uh. 2.0 action. Yeah, Eddie Kingston, I think, is killing it out there in uh, All Elite Wrestling. A man that's got uh, finally reached, you know, the national big time TV after God Absolutely. knows how many years. So, now nah, yeah. it's been a long time with him in the game, and uh, he's starting to really show his talents. And I think he's next in line for a mid card title run. You know, maybe not an AEW championship run, but a mid card title run. Absolutely. You just see him uh, with the TNT title? I can see him with TNT title. Do you think they're going to add another any other titles at this time? Maybe a secondary probably, tag? Uh, probably a Tauros uh, championship. A what championship? A Tauros? Uh-oh. A Trios title? Trios title? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah. Trios title. <laughs> I think it's possible that they it's were going to... I mean, there's been... It's all right. That's what we do here on this. That's what we do here. No shame. Um, but I have a feeling that they're going to add. There was talk about that like a year ago, I think. But uh, a lot of people said, eh, they don't have enough. Like, they got a lot of people there, you know? I think it's yeah. definitely possible. I'd love to see it, dude. I'd love to it's see something it. something different. You don't see it. I mean, do you remember WCW had it? I bet you don't. Mm-hmm. It's very short-lived. And then at one point, there was actually no belts. But they were still considered the champions. I mean, if you Freebirds had it, yeah, Freebirds had it. Uh, I think Junkyard Dog and who else? He held it with Young Pistols, I think. Yeah, something I like that. Young I think Pistols it... had it with somebody. Might have been JYD. So or it might have been. I, I'm trying to remember because, goddamn, I'd have to go back and watch a video because it's uh, wrecked my brain. I'm the professor, but I keep forgetting stuff lately in my old age. So <laughs> we had old warriors and uh, Dusty Rose have it. It was six. They, yep, I think that. that and, was uh, back in the Rocket days as well. Yeah, absolutely. I remember that part. I do remember. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the trios title would be something nice to 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 add. They should do a nice tournament. You know what the thing of that is like? AEW does these tournaments and they spread them over months on television. Should Which do is like a good a, thing. Yeah, but I'd like content. to see it. Yeah, more content. Yes, I'd like to see a nice one-day tournament, though. Just one. I would love to see the the Owen Hart, which is coming soon with the news of how they go do a tournament. I wish that would be one night. That should be a one night deal. I think that that should be a one night. Yeah, I heard that they were going to do something like that. Uh, maybe do it on pay per view. Maybe do it a free television special on like a random Saturday night or something like that. Uh, Maybe do it on BR Live for free. I mean, they haven't done a BR Live show for free in quite some time. So no, nah, they haven't. I, I, I don't even want to talk about BR Live. They gave me an issue the other day. They it took them 
Oh my god. I know we didn't talk about full gear. The only thing we can take from full gear is about uh Hangman Page becoming the new um AEW champion by beating Kenny Omega and and you know, we give all as well Kenny Omega who's gotta get some surgery done. We probably won't see him till next year. But he hurt his shoulder. He sure hurt his shoulder, so he's out because of that. Not for nothing. You said so he's been suffering from vertigo for two years too. How the fuck yeah. do you wrestle a match with a vertigo? Exactly. Shows how great it is, huh? It show exactly. I was gonna say for all those people that uh make fun of him, and no offense to Cornette, you know, I'm I'm a Cornette fan, but you know, and all the people that are sitting there talking trash about Kenny, like the guy's a workhorse. You know, mm-hmm. it's not a joke. He's he's been named the best wrestler in the world for a reason. Do I agree with it? Not necessarily, but the guy is fucking awesome. The guy is great. He puts on probably the most consistently great matches in headline. You know, with anybody. So, yes, with anybody. I mean, Joey Janela, anybody. Yeah. Okay. I don't think Janela's <laughs> that bad though. I like Janela. But uh, nothing against Janela. I mean, he's straight. No, he's just I mean, been he's just been moved to like AEW Dark and Elevation. Yeah. So, speaking of Elevation, your buddy Lucas Chase appeared on there last week. So, yes, he did. That's pretty much it about that. So, um, <laughs> I don't. You know, it's good to see guys from our area getting on. You know, get getting a in. There. Yeah, yeah, get a chance. Yeah, so I like I like seeing guys I know. Waves and Curls have been on there a few times, and haven't seen anybody else. Oh, uh, what's it? Rick Recon was over there. So JT Dunn was on air once upon a time. Yeah, actually, Mike Verna was JT Dunn in back. Yeah, Mike Verna definitely was JT Dunn backstage during the breakup of the fight with uh, Marvez and uh, with Jericho. And uh, was that him backstage and wearing a suit? Because it, it looked like him. It looked like him. I think he did a match for AEW Dark Elevation. I don't know. Was the Elevation one of them? One of them. I I get the tag match. Yeah, yeah. I remember him, but I think that he was there again recently. So because the the segment was, uh, it I know like the breakup he was there. Yeah, now he's got short hair. He doesn't have long hair anymore, so it was kind of hard to tell. So yeah, <laughs> if it was actually him or not, but and it happened so quick. So. What else is in store for the week? What do we got coming up? We got coming up this week. Really, nothing much. I mean, I, we just got. I just got training to do. But besides that, I mean, I know we got to talk about more uh, professional wrestling. I know we got Dynamite coming up. We got Raw coming up. Oh we got a uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> get the get the adult liquid ready for a uh, Raw. I will yeah. have to stop and get a keg of beer just for Raw. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We got Rampage coming up, and then we really don't got no more pay-per-views coming up until uh, day one for WWE or uh, we'll January talk, 1st. Yeah, we'll talk more about that as it... Uh, no, yeah, WWE, yeah, WWE does not have any pay-per-views in the month of December because TLC but was canceled. First time ever. Yeah. For first time and probably... Just 94? I was going to say 96-ish, so probably, you might be right, 94. I don't know, because they. I, when did they go monthly? Was it 96, 97? Where, because before it was like four times it a year. It was actually, uh, if you want to like be legit, I, I was 
94 was a good guess, but actually 95 because they did the Rumble okay. and then WrestleMania 11, and then they didn't do nothing between those two. So since 1995. Yeah. Okay. I think that's when they started with the in your houses, and then. Yeah. And then they just. Yeah. Yep. And then they just started monthly. Those were supposed to be the bargain pay per views. I mean, now yeah. we just get them for free or whatever. You pay your minimum for a Peacock, but. Uh, a long time, they ended up becoming the same price as the regular pay-per-views. Yeah, so. you know, that, that, that ground zero turned into three hours, and it was regular price. Yeah. Yep. Uh, coming up this week here, we have author Vinny Berry, uh, who just wrote a book on the Wrestleville. Uh, he wrote, got this, and he sent me a copy. And it was signed by former NWA world champion Tim Storm, which was a nice surprise to get. In the mail. Nice. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking to him about his new book. Uh, and also, we're going to have the NWA's Jeremiah Plunkett on this week as well. So, we'll be talking to him. Outside of that, there's not much else planned uh, until next Sunday where we're just going to be talking trash about the game. <laughs> not talking trash. I mean, we, we just. Uh, you know what I mean. I'm sorry. But Let's see. It. If Giving it is trash, our. Give nah, him a nah, humble if opinions. it is trash, we do tell him it's trash. Yes. Uh, yeah. And we got some time, so we're going to break into the... Uh, hopefully we'll get to talk a little bit more independent stuff. Uh, you know, because this week we didn't... Uh, we've been incredibly busy for these last weeks. So a lot of times around this time of year, we slow down a little bit. Uh, yeah. So I don't have a lot of time to sit down and watch, and I end up working a lot. So... You know, try to get in a little bit more MLW next week. Maybe even talk Impact. I don't know about that, but you know, there's supposed <laughs> to be some supposed to be some good things. I did watch Turning Point last week, though. Kind of disappointed in the women's match. I uh, thought Mercedes Martinez was going to walk away with the um, women's title from Mickey James, but of course, it's Impact, so they have to. I mean, not that Mercedes Martinez wasn't a uh, former WWE talent, but they always seem to have to put their do you ever notice this about Impact? Anybody that comes straight from WWE, they automatically put the titles on them. Do you notice yes, that? Yes, absolutely. The inspiration, formerly the Iconics, you know, were just released a few months they ago, and tag, they tag shots right away. Yeah, it's really upsetting. It's like they do what everybody blames AEW for doing, <laughs> which don't do. They don't do. Which they don't do <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. CM Punk and Daniel Bryan went first of all. Daniel Bryan went against Kenny Omega, non-title, non-title. Yep. A thirty-minute like, draw, probably the best match of the year. Yeah. So like, CM Punk still haven't had a title shot yet. So mm -hmm. it's like, and then now with that, like, he's been gone for that, yeah. Go ahead. They won't say that they putting him over like just win every match. I'm like, that's not true. They 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 going against guys that don't even matter. QT Marshall, um, yeah. nothing against him. Hobbs, nothing you know. against. I like QT. Uh, he's just. I love Hobbs. Hobbs is good. Hobbs just, is great talent as well. Time. Yeah, you know, exactly. they just they're just uh they just good hand players that's going to put these guys over going and to build them up when they get their title shot. Maybe mm -hmm. they'll put that person over the champion, which is they they go do their job and their time going to come soon. It takes a while. Kurt Angle then went. First time ever, TNA didn't. They took their time putting the title on Kurt Angle. It took it almost a year. But yeah. 
it seemed like Impact is having that time where soon they get these names they want to put the titles on to get some. Yeah, but back then, look at the roster that was in TNA. You know what yes. I'm saying? And people were really behind guys like AJ Styles, who I guess would be considered a homegrown talent at that point. Yep. So yeah, I mean, it was a different, a different roster. Now it's like Scott Demore. Just is like, okay, oh, you're from WWE. Here's the title. However, exactly. but Moose is, has the championship now, and I think Moose is over there killing it. I'll, I'll be honest yes, with you. That is. guy is. Yeah, I want. Yeah. Right now, he's he's killing it. I would have liked to have seen uh, Josh Alexander, you know, with that title longer than two two minutes or what, however long he held it. But, uh, you know, uh, but I think Moose, you know, the last couple, that was really my only reason for tuning into uh, Impact for a while was because of Moose the last couple of years. So. Yeah, I have uh, fell out of Impact Wrestling once uh, they got brought by the owl. So, uh, <laughs> I tried. I really tried. It's hard. It's really a hard watch. It's uh, so hard, yo. I watch and the pay per view all the time. And yeah, now it's me like, too. Me too. I, I try. Um, I don't even watch. Try to watch it live on Thursdays. It's like Friday morning, Saturday morning. I'm like, let me check this out. I end up fast forwarding through it and be like, well, that was a waste of my time. Like five minutes it took me to go through it. But I watched the pay per view that they did. I didn't watch the whole thing. I caught it like in the middle. So I watched like the last three or four matches. And I guess if they're booking bigger shows like that, which it's it still holds like less than 500 people, their, their shows, whatever that studio that they're doing, it's like they're even really trying to, to go further. Remember, TNA had thousands of people. Mind you, they were probably... 2007 probably, was like their best year. They probably held 2,000 people. I think that reason, that arena that they were in in Florida. Was that... Were they letting fans in for free for that, or like because it was Universal Studios just for to, or was All it Universal Studio shows? They was coming in for free. Yeah. No wonder they got two thousand people. They couldn't even draw. They put. I think, I think the AEW Dark does the same venue, but they charge the tickets. So I yeah, remember I seen something that they say that they charge, which is a smart move. Like, like, come yeah. on, why would you not want to make money? Yeah. Oh, well, they're probably. Yeah, because I mean, I think well, didn't WCW did tapings there too, too in the early nineties, early to mid nineties. Yeah, but, but did the fans come? No, wait, wait, wait. I think I think I don't think they paid. Yeah, I, I think they did either. Read the thing. I think they did do it for free as well for them. I think it was either WCW Worldwide or Pro, or maybe they combined the tapings. But they did both. Yeah. But it was definitely, and it was just a terrible setup. Like it was just, they had a rotating stage, like a, that rotating would be ring. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> ring and not a stage. Yes, it just looks so bad. And you can ask Paul about that. that. Romo rotating wrestling. That's the only thing I was mad about. That would that could have made them dizzy or fall over. So <laughs> it's just like it's a it's a balance match. They got to try to keep the balance, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Roma. I think he did t- tapings out of there, so you might know a little bit. I got asked him, like, how would you think about the rotating ring? <laughs> <laughs> All right, my man. I guess that's it for this week. Yes, sir. Once again, check out PWZ Podcast. Check me out at Showtime Marcel on Instagram, on Twitter, Facebook under Marcel Williams. And if you got any questions, you could shoot me some questions, whatever you want to talk about. 
and you can shoot to Rick Dal Santos. Give it to him, my man. PWZ podcast at gmail.com, PWZ on Instagram, the Rick Del Santo on Twitter. Uh, make sure you subscribe, like, share. Come on, man. Like, we're at almost at 2,500. We're like four away. So, hey, listen, I thank you. Keep it up. I thank you. Continue to share, continue to love the content. Give us a thumbs up. If you want to do some QAs, let us know. We want to get y'all involved. And we continue to build on. Let's let's go to five. Let's go to five k. Can we go to five k? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's try to get it done. Five k. All right. <laughs> it's not that hard. All you gotta do is click that button. That's it.